0: The following is a presentation of the Match Talk Podcast Network. It's the path to Paris. Join track wrestling Shane Sparks as he talks to members of Team USA as they prepare for the 2017 World Wrestling Championships in Paris, France. Now, here's your host, Shane
1: Sparks. And welcome to Track Wrestling. This is the Path to Paris. I'm Shane Sparks. Less than three weeks away from the 2017 Senior World Championships. Uh, looking forward to that out in Paris, France, August 21st through the 26th. And Track Wrestling has partnered with Titan Mercury Wrestling Club, a special promotional price of just $9.99. $9.99 gets you the live stream and the archive videos of the entire tournament. So you want to be a part of that? Go to trackwrestling.com to get your subscription, and I can't wait. It'll be a lot of fun. I'll be there with Andy Hamilton. We'll be doing stories, interviews, previews, recaps, all that good stuff. Make sure you keep it on trackwrestling.com during the Senior World Championships. Well, we'll get right to it. Guest here today, two-time NCAA champion, 2015 world champion, and 2016 Olympic champion, of course, none other than Kyle Snyder. Kyle, it's always a real honor to have you on. How are you doing tonight?
0: I'm doing well. Thank you for having me on, Shane. I appreciate it.
1: Kyle, during these interviews, it's always my approach. I always wanna learn, if I can, two or three things that I didn't know coming in. And you're one of these guys at twenty-one years old, we could probably talk for hours about your experiences in this sport. I want to of course talk about the upcoming senior world championships, but if I could, I wanna go back to your very early days in this sport. I'm always fascinated on how people fall in love with the sports and and how they grow within the sport from a young age and how often you practice, how often you go to tournaments, different things like that. When you go back to your early days in the sport, when Kyle, and how did you even get involved in wrestling? And do you have a memory or two from those first years in the sport that stand out?
0: Yeah, I started wrestling when I was five years old. So I was young, you know, and, uh, I had an older brother, a younger brother, and I got a younger sister as well. But we would, we would you know, beat each other up, rough house, uh, in the basement or living room or whatever. And my parents, my dad especially, was getting tired of us beating up all the furniture. So, and I was a pretty aggressive kid. So then they decided to put me in the wrestling room and... I played football as well, so since a very young age, uh, I've been wrestling and kind of just stuck with it from then. I don't know if I loved it right away, but um, definitely grew into a love for the sport.
1: That was my next question, was did you like it right away? I know in talking with you over the years and those close to you, it's always Kyle loves to train, he loves the sports. Uh, just really embraces it. Uh, did your dad wrestle, Kyle? I mean, was it wrestling part of the family, or was this something new to your family uh, in general?
0: My grandfather wrestled, but no, my dad didn't wrestle. And my older brother wrestled for a year, but then he stopped and started playing basketball. So I was kind of—I was pretty much the first one uh, in my family to wrestle. And I don't know. I can't even remember. I was so young when I started. I can't really even remember whether or not I liked it. My like earliest memories are my pop-off is my grandpa just kind of like bribing me with money or like a milkshake that <laughs> I was going to the tournament. So I remember that, but I think it was like later on, like seventh or eighth grade is when I actually started liking going to practice and training and learning new techniques, stuff like that.
1: Do you recall, Kyle, anything uh, that your parents did, your coaches, uh, that looking back on it, uh, as you've developed a love for the sport, uh, that that maybe helps cultivate a, a passion and a desire uh, to have fun in the sport and have the success that you've had?
0: Well, I think they, my parents always brought me, took me to where the best room was, where the best partners were, where the best coaches were, and I, I like being around those people and learning from them. Just we were pretty similar. Just it was easy to get along with them and have fun with them. So that was a big part of it, just being surrounded by the by good people. Um and they never I mean they never like really pushed me to continue wrestling, I don't recall. So I think it was more of just I started to like it first was probably I started to have success, and then I started to like it because of success and then I started liking it more because I just enjoyed doing it and then that's kind of what it is now i just I like wrestling because it's fun for me to practice and to learn new moves and to challenge myself.
1: You get around the country uh you're you're around wrestling. 24/7 for the most part, it, it, it's your life. Are there things, Kyle, that you look at uh, when you deal with with the youth? Maybe it's parents, coaches. What are a couple of things? And, and not to be negative on this, but I'm going to ask it anyways. What are a couple of things that you know that really make you shake your head that you you, you can't believe people are trying to do uh, to promote the sport that you could not disagree with more? Um. Well, I think
0: just from parenting, I think a lot of times i mean just hopefully i can become a parent and the way that i would parent my child in a sport is uh, i would never i would never punish a kid with more working out i think a lot of people do that they the coaches they punish you do something wrong i punish you with an extra sprint i think you can create a really strong culture and environment if running an extra sprint should be a benefit, you know, it should be a positive thing. So I remember when I was young, if I would get in trouble, my dad would punish me. He would be like, go read a book or something like that, you know? So now I don't really like reading. If you get punished with something, you usually don't like it. So when you punish a kid with doing more work, doing push-ups, doing more reps, typically they're going to start to dislike that. So I would never do that. And then also just, uh only only judging a person by what they can control never never being upset with a result, but just effort. if the kid's trying his hardest, and it's it's hard to try your hardest, you know people always say just go out there and try your hardest, but that's a difficult thing to do because especially if you really like it and you care about it then that's a very difficult thing to do. So just being – making sure that, uh, you know, if you were once an athlete, don't forget what it what it was like to be an athlete. Try to be – feel compassionate towards them and understand that they are trying to get the most out of themselves and to improve most of the time. That's, you know, what they're doing. Uh, but from a promotional standpoint, I don't – I don't really know. I don't think anybody's really doing anything, like, too negative, like, in a promotional standpoint. So, I don't even know what people are doing promotionally <laughs> to get the sport more recognition. I kind of just wrestle.
1: Kyle Snyder, Olympic champion, joining us here on trackwrestling.com. Past to Paris. Uh In high school, you win three state titles in dominant fashion. So, here's here's where... You know, reading Wikipedia, I read that you were taken down once in high school. Here's where I'm going to learn something about you that I had no idea. Number one, is that true? And if it is true, who's the guy that took you down? You remember it?
0: Oh, yeah, I remember it. Yep. I was. It was actually my junior year, too. So my freshman year, I didn't get taken down. My sophomore year, I never got taken down. I actually never had an offensive point scored on me until – my junior year in the finals of the Ironman, it was a kid named Alex Campbell. He wrestled for Cannon McMillan. And uh, I was winning by like 13 points. And he took me down. <laughs> crazy.
1: <laughs> that's awesome. Great piece of trivia. Great piece of trivia. Yeah. It, it, it's like uh, right there with uh, some of my favorite you know, wrestling trivia. I, I think Nick Simmons once went three years without getting scored on at the Midlands. I think that's pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, and then you look yeah. at uh, St. Ed's. I think they've had 34, 35 years with a Division I All-American. I mean, I think that stuff is staggering. And this one would uh, would fall right into that, taking down one time in high school. Pretty impressive. That, that's unbelievable. So out of high school, you you win a, a Junior World title in 2013, well-documented. You you don't go to your senior year of high school. You move across country in, in, in Maryland, I should say. You go cross country to Colorado Springs. Uh, and train at the OTC. When you look back on that, was that a, was that a tough decision? You know, what were some of the factors that that really weighed into making that happen?
0: When I look back on it, it really didn't seem like too difficult of a decision. It was probably harder on my parents than it was for me, because at that point i was I was really uh, chasing becoming pursuing becoming the best wrestler I can be and I I knew that I kind of, I kind of exhausted all training options in Maryland so when the opportunity came for me to come to the Olympic Training Center I, I discussed it with my parents discussed it with my high school coach he told me it was the best thing for me my my dad my mom thought it would be the best thing for me and we trusted Coach Lay and Coach Zaddick. they were really good guys I knew that. They would take care of me if I ever needed them to, and uh, I mean it. Probably you only get so much time with your with your children. So for your for one of your kids being a senior in high school to leave you a year early, that probably stunk. But I'm not really the type of guy that gets too homesick, um, especially now because I've been traveling for, for so long that I love home more than any place in the world. I love being home with my family, but uh, I just know that this is what I have to do uh, if I want to continue to grow and improve in this sport.
1: So Coach Zanuck and Coach Slay, they were the first people that, that brought this uh, possibility to your attention, those two guys? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So then you you get out there, you're, what, 17 years old? Yep. You're seventeen years old. What was it like when you first got out there? I mean, who who are you training with? How are you doing in the room? And then socially, I mean, who who are you hanging out with? What you know, how talk about that adjustment uh and adapting to uh Colorado Springs, both as a wrestler and as a seventeen year old high school kid.
0: Yeah, I uh when I first got out here, my dad came with me. We were staying in the dorms, and he slept on an air mattress on the floor. I slept in the bed. And uh, it was a crazy time because it was my first time at the Olympic Training Center, but the senior world team camp was there for the last time before they headed off to the world championships. So, like, I mean, everybody you could think of, Varner, Bergman, Lognev, Gavin, Burroughs, Coleman Scott, Logan Stieber, Oliver, Dave, he's like anybody that you could think of as a wrestler was there. I mean, the coaches, Kale Sanderson, uh, Tom Ryan, Lou Ricelli. So it was, it was, it was crazy. And I flew directly from the junior world championships back to the training center. I, uh, started, I mean, I wanted to practice because there were all these great partners here. And then, They all left to go to the World Championships, camp ended, and that's when my dad left, and then I was kind of alone for like two weeks before any of the other people moved in. Um, So that was probably, if I got homesick, that was probably the only time I got homesick right there, that stretch where it was just me, Uh, because the coaches were gone at the World Championships, and then they all came back, and then my roommate came, uh, Garrett Ryan, there was a couple other residential athletes that were came and, and were living there: Dustin Kilgore, John Reader, Jack Jensen, Gio Martinez, Brooks Clemens, AJ Reese. So there was a lot of different guys here, uh, some my age, some a little bit older, to hang out with.
1: You got any memories, uh, Kyle, from from some of those, you know, practices with some of those hammers that you spoke about earlier? Any that really stand out? Especially when you think about. A guy like Barner, Olympic champion, and then you gotta beat him ultimately to you know, to make a world team a couple of years back. Yes, yeah,
0: so that year I think it was twenty thirteen, so that year JD Bergman was on the team. And uh I remember it was the last day of camp and uh Tyrell Fortune was supposed to wrestle Travell in his match, but Tyrell got herpes. So I remember I wrestled JD Bergman in a match, and he tech balled me, and then Travell needed a partner, so I wrestled Travell right after that, and he tech falls me, and, uh but I was like, oh, this is awesome, like, these are the people that I need to wrestle with if I, if I want, I could, you know, get better, and I believe that if I, I came here, wrestled them enough, and listened to the coaches, and worked as hard as I can, that eventually I would be the guy on the team and uh, I would be the guy representing the United States.
1: You're a two-time world medalist at the junior level, of course. Uh, Right now, the, the junior world championships are taking place in Finland. Freestyle is over. The United States team, phenomenal. They had six medalists, three champions. They win the team title for the first time since 1984. Uh, did you get a chance to watch some of that freestyle?
0: Yeah, I did. I watched uh, all of like, the final rounds. I watched a lot of the final matches and the bronze medal matches.
1: What stood out, Kyle, for you in watching those matches? Guys scored a lot of points.
0: They held really good position. Uh They wrestled, I think, just overall. They wrestled really well. They scored in bunches. Take a guy down and turn them. Uh, Didn't look really timid. None of the guys really looked that timid when they were competing. Looked like they were just going out there and trying to score points and taking risks. So there's not, like, anything new, any new takeaways, but just the guys that are representing our junior team are really good. So that's, I mean, when when really good guys wrestle, most of the time they do have good
1: results. Who impressed you the most? <laughs> Who impressed me the most? Um
0: I would say Gable Stevenson impressed me the most. Even though
1: And you've with trained him. with him, correct?
0: Yeah, I trained with him a bit last camp. Dayton fixed he, you know, crushed everybody. I don't know what it, it was like 52 to 1. And then Marvin. Yeah, something
1: crazy. He,
0: he wrestled a couple guys that had good results at the senior level and beat them. So that was, and he pinned this guy in the finals. So that was pretty cool. But I just think Gable, being a year young for the division, that's very impressive to win heavyweight.
1: And he teched everybody on top of it. Everyone fought the
0: finals. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. When you when you train with him, Kyle, you know, what what are a couple of things that are, are, are so impressive about him at, at his age? And does it remind me of yourself a little bit, or remind you of, of yourself, rather?
0: Um, we're a little different. We're a little different, but I think the things that are the most impressive are his feet. He's got really fast feet for being a heavyweight. Uh, he's a good scrambler. So usually, when they get to someone's legs, it's pretty easy to finish. But uh, he's a good scramble. He's got good hips, and uh, he's good at go behinds. He's got really fast go behind. So those those are really impressive qualities from him. And he's a good hand fighter for his age as well. I think a lot of a lot of younger guys struggle with hand fighting, but he's pretty good at it.
1: Pass at Paris talking with Kyle Snyder. Senior World Championships coming up August 21st in Paris, France. Track Wrestling is partnered with Titan Mercury Wrestling Club. Take advantage of this. $9.99. $9.99 promotional price. Get to the live stream of the entire tournament and the archive videos as well. Uh, Kyle, I kind of want to talk about Ohio State just a little bit. Uh, just, just, you know, to, for my own curiosity. You're, you're a top recruit in the country uh, coming out of high school. What what is your first recollection of of meeting Tom Ryan and and what was it about that relationship that really uh you know that was just so good
0: Um I first the first time I came to Ohio State I remember they had the whole team lined up and I shook all their hands and uh got to meet the whole team and then talk to coach Ryan but I think the thing the thing that stood out to me the most Coach Ryan compared to other coaches is when, when we, we didn't we didn't really know each other that well, but he asked me to send him an email of my goals. So I sent him an email of my goals, you know, all of them were wrestling related, what I wanted to do, accomplish, all that stuff, a couple little school goals as well, but mostly like ninety nine percent wrestling, you know. And then Coach Ryan sent me back an email and uh in all red it had uh like get to know Jesus Christ, get to know God, read the Bible, uh, and stuff like that, and that that's like a pretty big risk for a coach to send that to a recruit that he doesn't really know, but he was willing to do that, and it was different, way different than what I think any other coach would have replied to, so that's one of the moments that's one of the things that sticks out to me most from meeting Coach Ryan. Uh, he's an amazing coach, very inspiring to wrestle underneath him, and he'll do anything to make sure that uh, myself and teammates have the best training environment that they could possibly have.
1: I'm assuming, Cal, you went on other visits?
0: I took I only went on unofficial, so I took unofficial to Penn State, Virginia Tech, Maryland, West Point, in Ohio State. So and then if you were have went
1: to Ohio State, where would you have ended up?
0: Probably Virginia Tech.
1: Okay. With uh Coach Presser? Yeah,
0: yep. Yeah I think Okay. They were they were the first school to recruit me. I had a good relationship with them. So I think that's where I would have ended up.
1: You know you know Tony Robbie's listening to this right now and he's gonna be you know hopefully not drive <laughs> off the street.
0: <laughs> no, Coach Rose is awesome. He's like one of the best coaches I've ever met. I love Yeah, I was really
1: happy for him that he got that job. I've known Tony for yeah. a number of years, got to know him uh, pretty well, and I uh, was really happy for him. And, uh, you know, I think he's made some really good uh, additions on the coaching staff, and, uh, and I'm looking forward to watching uh, what the Hokies have, have coming. It should be good. I'm pulling for him. Yeah. Same here. You know, Kyle, when you look at at everything you've done, I mean, even Kyle Snyder has has gotten beat. I mean, you, you've you had some adversity, I think, from a, a fan standpoint, just because the popularity of, of the NCAA championships, uh, most fans uh, remember the loss uh, to Kyvan Gadsden when you were a freshman. What what stings the most? Does, does that still sting, or is that like, you know, lifetime ago? Or does it still sting, and are there – different things about that match that, that will always, you know, bother you a little bit.
0: I think that's definitely the loss that hurt the most out of any loss that I've had in my career. But, no, it doesn't sting at all. Now, uh, nothing really bothers me from it. I've improved a lot since then, and that's pri- that's my primary focus. But, uh. I'm not like one of those I think one of those guys who, you know, still says I- I'm thinking about losing my state title every every day, you know, one like sixty years old and still thinking about it. I think just gotta get over it. <laughs> <laughs> Thankful that you even had the opportunity to compete and uh just keep trying to improve and wasn't my last match. So uh nah, it's no big deal.
1: Kyle, one of my favorite like, cliches or sayings in sports is, you know, everybody wants to be the beast until it's time to do what beasts have to do. And when I, I, I want to ask you, you know, what are some of the biggest challenges for you that challenge your discipline? I, I know you love this sport. I know you have passion. But the reality is 365 days a year, I, I can't imagine you're absolutely like a rabid dog dying to get to practice. You know what are what are some things that that you that Kyle Snyder has to struggle with in in keeping his discipline and and uh, and things like that. What are some of the things that challenge you the most in that area?
0: I think the things that challenge me most are mentally, just the, the way that I want to value the things I want to value and the way that I want to think about the sport. I think that's really where my biggest challenges are. Just trying to wrestle freely and put 100% of myself out of the mat and not protect anything while I'm out there competing, uh, that's my my biggest struggle because sometimes I have a tendency to protect uh, way too early in a match when I should still continue to attack. But with the working out, I know it seems crazy, but I really do. I love working out. I mean, even, even on vacation I work out. <laughs> so waking up, waking up to work out, waking up to practice—that's no big deal. I probably work out too much, so I could take that. That would probably be a thing. Take it down a little bit uh, from what I do right now, but that's pretty difficult for me to do.
1: Anything else that that you have to battle from time to time?
0: I mean. Not, not in, in regards to sport, not really because, I mean, every, uh, people struggle with things in life. People have different temptations in life, but I think with wrestling, I think really I don't struggle that much with it because I do it because I like doing it. I don't do it. I don't do it so I can make more money. I don't do it so I can, have more people like me. I don't do it because my family wants me to do it, or my coaches want me to do it. I I just do it because it's what I like to do. Have a love for it in my heart. I want to do it for a really long time. So, and I'm motivated for that reason. And I think that's that limits a lot of the struggles that you could, that you that you could have with the sport.
1: You inspire so many people. Uh You're one of the faces, if not the face, of USA Wrestling, one of the top wrestlers recognized around the world. You inspire so many. Who inspires you, Kyle? I mean, who, who are people that get you fired up, that you really admire and respect, uh, that motivate you to to want to be the best you can be on and off the wrestling man?
0: My dad, he inspires me. Uh Travelle Delagnabh inspires me. Gail Sanderson inspires me. Um, John Smith, Gadisov from Russia, he inspires me with the technique. I'm pretty easily inspired, so when I watch something, I I can get I get pretty fired up about it. So uh, just sometimes, even just watching practice and seeing how how hard people are training, that's inspiring. Burroughs inspiring.
1: So there's a lot of different people. One of the biggest X, fa- X factors in sports is pressure. And I'm fascinated by it, Kyle. I mean, I think you can sit and break down sports and, you know, w- w- no matter what sport it is, you can bring in facts and figures and stats and everything else. But at the end of the day, you know, the X factor is how is somebody going to respond when they're in the pressure cooker? And you're one of these guys that that seems to really embrace it and like I said to me if I could be inside of your head for those couple of minutes before you take you know the mat on the, on the biggest stages I, I would love to do it put it put us inside your head a little bit between your ears what are the thoughts Kyle in your mind in preparation for these competitions and at least from your perspective what is it about pressure uh, that you have seem to really embrace and overcome and thrive
0: There was a time, there was a time for a while, even, I mean, early in my college career where I didn't really handle it that well. Just because I didn't, I didn't know how to, you know, I just, I was always told to wrestle as hard as I can. But when you care about something a lot and tendency is to protect it, protect what you care about, then uh, it's difficult to just open up and wrestle freely and be excited for challengers rather rather people probably you know when you're trying to protect something you don't want to wrestle someone good you want to wrestle someone you know you can beat uh but now that's kind of changed with just the shift in what i value instead of valuing accolades gold medals stuff like that more so focus on just doing the sport because i love it want to learn new technique i want to take i want to take risks i want to try and score as many points as i can Fight my defense as hard as I possibly can, and when I think about those things, and those are the things I think about before a match too. I just tell myself to take risks, move your feet, move your hands, shoot as much as you possibly can, get in the wrestling positions. uh because I don't want to limit. I don't want to limit wrestling positions. So I want to get into as many as I possibly can because that's. I feel like I'm a good enough wrestler to where if I'm in Positions and I wrestle through them most of the time I'll win that position battle so uh those those are the thoughts that I have before i before I compete right before the mat it's pretty simple just move my feet, try and score as many points as I can, fight as hard as I possibly can in every position i never I really try to limit try to not think about winning or losing
1: at all. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, Jordan Burrows, uh, a couple of times I've heard him recently say, you know, I'm I'm the old guy on this team. This is Kyle Snyder's team. Uh, you know, your thoughts on that, Kyle, and, and and what is most important for you in being a great leader uh, with this team?
0: Yeah, I think it's pretty cool that Jordan said that. Uh, but with a group of the group of guys that we, had, uh, seven other guys in the team right now, there's not much bleeding that needs to be done from from any of us. I don't think you know everybody's pretty self sufficient here, uh, from top to bottom. And I mean, I try my best to be positive and be lighthearted and come to practice with a good attitude and work as hard as I possibly can. But it's not like I need to remind these guys to work to work harder when they're in the room or. Uh, to work on the things they need to improve on they they want to do it for themselves so with a group like this world team senior level world team it's really not much leading more so uh, just trying to do what you can do to make yourself a better wrestler and if someone needs help help them but yeah that's it it's pretty it's pretty easy <laughs>
1: Let me ask you this Kyle, uh, with, with, with Bill Zadek as the head coach, correct me if I'm wrong, you had coach Burnett last year. Did you have Zeke, uh, back, uh, in 20, I'm trying to think back to 2015 or was he gone already?
0: He was, he was there when I was uh, a resident here.
1: Okay. Okay. So my question is with, with Bill Zadek, how are things different with him? Obviously you talked about it earlier. You got a, a real good relationship with him. What's it been like, uh, with, with with the transition of him now being the head coach. It's been a smooth
0: transition. I think all of us respect Coach Zadik, know how much knowledge he has, not only in wrestling, but training and preparing for an event. Um so it's been very smooth. He's done a great job. Uh his technique is really uh specific to the to the positions that all of us can get better in, and it's going to make a big difference when we go out there and compete, so he's he's a, he's an amazing coach, one of the best coaches in the United States, for sure.
1: World championships coming up. As a wrestling fan, Kyle, and I think I speak for, for many of us around the world, obviously the elephant in the room is Sagilive of Russia, the Russian tank. With, with the seating the way it is, uh, you guys might meet you know, early. So that, that, that's kind of interesting. Uh, You know, do you think about, you think about him a lot or, or not really?
0: Not really. No, I think more about myself and ways I can improve. I mean, sometimes, sometimes think about it. It makes me excited to go out there and compete against them. And whether it be the first round or the finals, Anywhere in between. I'm going to be excited for that match. He's three reigning, three time world champion, a very good wrestler. Uh, he brings a lot of good stuff to the table and I'm, I'll be excited and prepared to challenge myself against him and we'll just see who the best wrestler is. But I think this is, it's probably the biggest matchup that could possibly happen at any weight class. In the World Championships this year,
1: I know I'm licking my chops. I mean, I hope we see it. I hope we see it on that uh, on that final day. As a student of the sport, Kyle, and you understand obviously how tough it is when when you watch Sajulayev. What what impresses you most about him?
0: The things that impress me the most are his gut wrench offense is good. Uh... He looks pretty strong at uh, 86 and even 97 kilo. He looks pretty strong. He stays in good position. Uh, He's good with an underhook on your right side. He's a pretty good finisher. So, I mean, it doesn't – to be the best wrestler in the world for three consecutive years, you have to be doing a lot of things right. He does do a lot of things right. Uh, So, just from watching him – Throughout the years. Those are things that I've seen him do well, but I think I match up really well with him. I think that uh, I do things that are going to disrupt his game, and I'll be able to execute attacks.
1: Where do you think that match is decided? In what in what area? Uh,
0: on my feet. On our feet. I think it's going to be decided on our feet. I don't think... I. I I mean he's got a really good gut wrench but personally I don't think he's gonna be able to gut wrench me. That's not really the thing that I'm hear the most from him. I think that me just being moving my hands a lot, uh, trying to score points, taking risks, getting to his legs and uh cutting the corner fast, finishing well, that's where it'll be decided. And I'm sure we'll both have opportunities and it's just going to be whoever can get the most out of themselves and wrestle the best in the positions we get in.
1: Have you ever had any interaction with him at all?
0: Nope. No interaction.
1: Well, I'm hoping you have one that night because I'd I'd love (laughs) to see it. I'd love to see it. But uh, as we know, you know, one match at a time, as they say it, it is so true. Kyle, want to do some rapid-fire questions with you if I could here. And, uh, again, really appreciate you uh, you taking the time tonight. Favorite okay. musical artist or band?
0: Favorite musical artist or band? Uh, right now, Air Church. What is your favorite song? Shoot, man, these are difficult to rap fire. There's a lot of good <laughs> songs.
1: Uh,
0: I'll say... Round to Your Buzz by air Church.
1: Okay. What do you drive?
0: I, I drive a Toyota Camry.
1: Okay. <laughs> Who is yeah. your best friend in wrestling? I know you got a lot of friends, but if you had to pick one, I'm going to really put you on the spot. If you had to pick one, who's your best friend in this sport? Uh. Oh, well, my brother
0: wrestles at Ohio State, so I would have to say my brother. But outside of him, um, David Taylor.
1: If you could go back and do one thing, what is one thing, Kyle? I know everything's worked out pretty well for you, of course, but if you could go back and do one thing different, it doesn't even have to be in wrestling necessarily, what's one thing you could have one do-over in your life? What would you? What's one thing you would do over?
0: Um, I would, well, since we talked about the NCAA finals when I was a freshman, I would do over that match.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sounds good. What What do you do, Kyle, to get away from wrestling?
0: I'm pretty good at getting away from wrestling. I, I mean, once I'm done practice, usually just hang out with my friends, play card games, video games, watch TV or something like that, or any other form of competition, volleyball. Stuff like that, but I'm pretty good at being focused in the room and then outside of it, other things.
1: Who's your favorite sports team and player?
0: Washington Redskins, favorite sports team, no doubt about that. And favorite player, <laughs> LeBron James.
1: Okay. On the- uh who, who's somebody, Kyle, that you, you know, who's been the most famous person you've met with uh, with your, you know, wrestling celebrity and the accomplishments that you've had in wrestling? Who's who's the most famous person you've gotten to meet?
0: Uh, Floyd Mayweather, probably the famous athlete that I've met. And then we, I mean, we met President Obama for just like a brief second. So. Okay. That was cool. Yeah.
1: I, I ask this question to everybody three people that you get to take on a cross-country trip. You're going from Maryland, driving out to California, going cross-country. Three people you're taking with you on that trip, dead or alive, any three. Who are you taking?
0: I'm taking Jesus. I'm taking C.S. Lewis. And I'm taking Ooh. Taking uh I'm taking Mark Wahlberg. To keep it.
1: Oh, there you go. <laughs> what uh what is the most romantic thing, Kyle, you have done for your girlfriend in the last six months? What what kind of game do you have? We're gonna find out right now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: most romantic thing? Um well we went to Hawaii a couple months ago and uh I think that being in Hawaii is romantic. So (laughs) that whole deal, that whole trip. Nice,
1: nice. What is your biggest pet peeve? I mean, what is the one thing that you just can't take?
0: Hypocrisy. Even though sometimes I'm guilty of it, but I can't take it.
1: Last question for you. There's a million dollars on the table. Somebody's giving given me a million dollars. They're giving me a million. And yeah. they're asking me to bet. They're asking me to bet how much of that million I want to bet that Kyle Snyder will someday be an MMA. How much money should I bet on that?
0: Oh, uh, I would bet. I would bet pretty low. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Uh, 10,000. <laughs> not very. Nice. Really? So okay. So that that is not all, I, I don't want you I don't want you to bet all your money on me.
1: <laughs> is is that something I, I know that was swirling around for a little bit. Uh is that something you still think about or or do you, do you not really think about yeah. that Could you see yourself in MMA Sometimes.
0: Sometimes when I watch a fight I can, but I know that I'm going to be wrestling for a long time. And uh, I when I, I went to a couple of USC events and they got me all jacked up and I'm pretty like in the moment type of guy. So they were really cool when I was there, but I'm not sure right now. Uh, kind of don't think as much about it anymore.
1: Well, Kyle, it's been a lot of fun. It always is. Appreciate the time once again. Really excited. Uh, to follow you and the senior team in Paris, France. And uh, looking, to, looking forward to seeing you uh, in Paris. And uh, best of luck to you. Should be a lot of fun.
0: Thanks, man. I appreciate it. This
1: show is part of the Matt Talk Podcast Network. For more wrestling podcasts,
0: head over to matttalkonline.com.